what was so helpful for me was going out and talking to other friends to just express how I was feeling. Because when you're in that type of position, you often feel very alone. You feel confused. You're very scared. And you can't quite see the other side yet. And you're always negotiating against yourself in many ways, even though I think in your gut, you know that's the right thing. This is Before It's Too Late. I'm your host, Christiane Suzanne. Let's learn together what matters most in life. In today's episode, we are talking with our guest, Connie Steele, about what really matters in the future of work for the millennials and Gen Z. A 10 years business strategist and marketing consultant with her own firm, Connie is sharing with us in the first part of this episode her story, how she found the courage to pivot out of a corporate role as she felt she wasn't able to be all of me, as she puts it, as the youngest, a female and employee with children. At the time, work, whatever it would be, needed to fit into her life and not the other way around. Since this has shifted enormously over the last years, Connie has conducted and recently published an interesting study on the new world of work and life, in which she wanted to understand what do people really want out of work, career, and life. In the second part of our conversation, she's talking about the key findings of the study which are fundamentally about aligning personal purpose and professional advancement. So what does it take for companies to make that happen so that their employees can be successful? How do you really achieve alignment? I'm asking her. I was intrigued by Connie's energy, which I felt to be much in alignment, with which she wants to progress what is a matter of her heart. As my legacy, she says, I want to bridge the gap that commonly exists within people and that in organizations, such that we can come together with a shared understanding. This is how we can create momentum collectively. Connie Steele, we are excited to have you as our guest on Before It's Too Late today. Hello, Connie. Welcome to Before It's Too Late. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to have you today as my guest, Connie. So. Ten years ago, you started your business strategy and marketing consultancy, Flywheel Associates, as well as your internationally downloaded podcast, the Strategic Momentum Podcast, to help business leaders identify how to work through challenges commonly impacting organizations today. So, since Before It's Too Late is all about managing challenges and pivotal moments and transformational moments of individuals, I'm really curious, I want to learn from you about your own journey of pivotal moments in your career that drove your decision to help others manage challenges and transitions. So, Would you elaborate on your journey? Absolutely. Well, that decision to pivot out of a corporate executive role wasn't necessarily planned, but it was done out of necessity for me at that time to take back control, freedom, and have flexibility in my life 
Because at that moment, I realized that the environment that I was in, where I was the head of marketing for a technology firm, it wasn't the right fit. I was working a ridiculous number of hours. My entire team was virtual when virtual wasn't even a thing Mm. 10 Mm. years ago. It didn't have all that technology available, but it was such a toxic environment, which I didn't feel supported. I was the only female, the youngest on the management team with children. And I wasn't able to be the mom that I felt I could be. So for women out there who have chosen to be part of the great resignation or the big quit during this time during the pandemic, I completely understand because it was something that I personally felt that I wasn't able to really be all of me while I really wanted to focus on doing the best I could for my role. It didn't enable me to be the best that I could be for my children. And I also didn't feel that I was able to grow in the way that I wanted to. It was at that moment, I realized that I needed to make a change such that work, whatever it would be, needed to fit into my life and not the other way around. Hmm. However, I think like many of us, and I know you've had an interesting career pivot as well, Christiane, that you grow up initially, I know I did, with that traditional career growth and development model. Give us some context, how and where you grew up, Connie. Sure. So I am a child of immigrants. I'm Chinese American. I spent most of my life on the East Coast, was born in Iowa, but then lived in Boston, Massachusetts till I was nine. And then I grew up in the DC metro area. Academics, was a focus. So true to stereotype to some degree, there was a very strong emphasis on excelling in school because it was understood that when you excel in school, that leads you to opportunities to go to a great college, which then you do well in college, which leads you to great opportunities professionally, whatever that may be. However, I was somewhat of a black sheep, I would say, because I wasn't necessarily the most academically inclined as compared to my brother. I loved sports. I was artistic. I was very outgoing. There were a breadth of interests that I had, but I knew there was an expectation to conform, to make my parents proud. As a, again, child of immigrants, the success of their children is very reflective of the success of the parents when they come to this country. And I certainly didn't want to disappoint. And sadly, true to stereotype, I pursued a degree in mathematics and statistics. That was what my father had studied. I didn't know what I wanted to do whatsoever. I didn't know what the options were. But That's the path that I had pursued, but knowing too that the expectation was to go to graduate school because always achieving that higher level education was seen as the right thing to do. However, I had no idea what I was going to do with that. So true story, I actually went to the library one day, looked at vocational books, and I discovered marketing. I discovered this opportunity to marry the quant and the qual to really understand what drove 
people's behavior to want to buy certain products and services, what drew them to specific brands. That's where I got to see a opportunity to actually start to leverage these different interests that I had. So I ended up pursuing a path towards marketing research and then working in the consumer packaged goods industry after graduate school. Wow, that's quite a journey already in itself. <laughs> Thanks for sharing this, Connie. So let's go back to that moment when you really took the courage to step out of your probably well-paid position, however, in that toxic environment. Didn't you fear the void that would appear not having gotten another job, just stepping into your role as a mother. Tell us more about your emotions around that decision, because that sounds like a really courageous decision at the time. There were lots of emotional ups and downs. I think so many times when we feel we are at a pivotal inflection point in your gut, you know, something needs to change. However, logically, you're also thinking, but I have these very specific elements of safety or their perceived elements of safety. I was the one with the primary job. My husband was consulting at the time. So you feel that pressure. So there was venturing into the unknown and pivoting into something in which I chose to do independent consulting first. I didn't know what that was going to be like, but what was so helpful for me was going out and talking to other friends to just express how I was feeling. Because when you're in that type of position, you often feel very alone. You feel confused. You're very scared and you can't quite see the other side yet. And you're always negotiating against yourself in many ways, even though I think in your gut, you know, that's the right thing. So what helped me tremendously was reaching out to my network of friends to be vulnerable and to share what had been happening and almost try to look at it in a very analytical way. Remind you, my background is in more of a mathematical <laughs> science. So that's how I was trying to pull the emotion out because so often it's our emotions that drive our behavior. So it was only after talking to some amazing friends who could help me see the situation for what it was and help me realize that there was nothing that I could necessarily do to change the situation because I am very much that change agent. I want to do what's right. They realize you need to reframe this such that this is not seen as a failure whatsoever. Remember back then, that wasn't common to do. And I didn't have another job lined up, mind you. It was that I knew I needed to pivot, do something different. And it was through the valuable perspectives and objective insights from those that knew me, knew me well, that helped give me the courage to make that change. But I will also say there was also one critical moment. And it was with my son. There was a night, and my oldest son is five, where I was talking to myself. I wasn't even realizing, but I was very angry. I had had a day in which 
I was playing back a situation with the CEO of the company and it was not the best, I think, discourse necessarily that we had. And I was playing back why I didn't probably vocalize some thoughts. And my son looked at me and he said, mommy, why do you look so angry? It really hit me. It hit me that he could see that I wasn't happy, Mm. that I was clearly wearing it and that I wasn't present for my Mm. child in the moment because I knew when I was at work, I wasn't feeling fulfilled and I was thinking, I can't wait to get home to be with my kids. But as soon as I got home, I felt, oh shoot, I have to quickly feed you and get you to bed because I have to get back online and do the work to help the people on my team, to help the company. And so you feel like you're in this purgatory, so to speak. And that I think was also another very pivotal moment that made me realize I have to make a change. This is so powerful. So powerful. So Connie, was that also the time when you found your purpose forward? You know, it wasn't. What I knew I had to do was just have a change in the environment that I was working in and the role that I was going to take when it came to my profession. I realized that I had to go on this journey to find personal and professional fit. But candidly, I wasn't sure what that was going to be. What I was very clear about in this initial plan, I guess, was that my goal was to have a level of freedom and flexibility such that I could still grow professionally. It would just operate differently, but I could also be there for my kids and allocate the time that was necessary such that I could be the mom that I wanted to be. So I had that higher order goal, but exactly how I was going to craft that, I wasn't quite sure. What I knew I wanted to do initially was do independent consulting so that I could continually provide value. I could leverage my skills, but I could then continually grow and expand and learn. In all the subsequent projects that I had, I did grow tremendously and helped me test, learn, and iterate and understand what I liked, what maybe I didn't, me where I should start to focus. And it's been an ongoing process. It candidly wasn't until I started my podcast, of which I started about five years ago, because the objective there was to create valuable and insightful content to help others understand how to break through the inertia that they commonly face and create the momentum forward, specifically from a business context at first. But what started to happen, which was not planned, is that when I started to interview these amazing guests, like you, I wanted to understand the backstory. Like you, I wanted to identify what were those common threads that helped lead them down the path that they did in their profession, but also lead them down the path to gaining wisdom on how to address some of those really challenging situations that they've gone through. It was through that I started to see that we, as people, were fundamentally changing in terms of what we wanted, what we needed, what we expected, 
out of work, out of our career, and out of our life. And through that, I saw a gap, a gap that was really about how do you reach your full potential? How do you pull together and how do you actually integrate all of your skills, experiences, interests, talents into something that leverages all of you? Because I was seeing that as a need and a desire among those who were younger and studying demographics and generational shifts, all that started to converge where I realized, wow, you know, the millennials and the Gen Zs, those that are now 41 and under, have such a different way of looking at life. And I actually mirrored a lot of that. And what they were searching for was more purpose, more meaning, more integration, that it's work and life. And where my purpose started coming to play is that I wanted to be able to give clarity on how to achieve that. Because through all of these interviews that I had with amazing guests, I started to see the pattern of how they were doing it. So candidly, it became almost my own market research project that through amazing stories, I could see themes, I could see patterns, I could see how they were going about doing it. And so I wanted to be able to summarize it in a very data-driven way and provide the logic in terms of how they could get there. That is so interesting what you shared, because it really does concern us all, doesn't it? You published a book called Building the Business of You, a system to align passion and growth potential through your own career mashup. It's the first book to help professionals and entrepreneurs navigate the world of work while aligning personal purpose and professional advancement, as we just heard from you, right? How to bridge or align that gap. Also, very recently, Connie, you published a really interesting study on the new world of work and life in which you wanted to understand what it really takes to be successful in this new world of work and what holds us back as individuals from reaching our goals. So tell us about the major findings in your study. Absolutely. Well, so from the study, what we find, and you also have heard this too, is that fundamentally people are really not happy in terms of where they are when it mm. comes to their career progress, their current position, and of course, many oftentimes the compensation. But because they're not happy with where they are, inevitably that has an impact on employee engagement, whether you're going to stay at your current job, whether you're going to recommend it or whether you're, you're committed. But you know what we have to do is go back and understand, well, what is it that you're looking for? What are your personal career goals? And also, what are your life goals? Because what we are seeing is this shift from life needing to fit into work, which is what it was like before, mm -hmm. to <laughs> Work fitting into one's life, which is what I chose to do years ago. But you're seeing that that is now a focus and that work and life 
are intertwined. It's an and, not an or. And that it is this shift from a traditional, linear, sequential, siloed, conformist way of working and living to one that is nonlinear, that is collaborative, that is multimodal, that is multidimensional, that is one about really having individual agency so that we could be all of who we are. So what I wanted to do was really reflect what people want by understanding what are their career goals. And what we found is that it's meaning not just money. It's that passion and that purpose, not just pay. Because when we looked at it, while earning an income was one of the top career goals, right after that was doing meaningful work. Also working in a field that you're passionate about. And we see that more and more and more. But also the life goals. The life goals isn't about wealth. It's about spending time with family. It's fulfillment. It's getting the most out of life. And through this research, but also through all the podcast interviews I had done and talking to so many different people to understand how do you define success? What is it that you're looking for? It never starts with money or wealth. They are looking for that connection, that fulfillment, that level of happiness. And it's not one or the other. It's an and. So if you think about this as a equation, again, being a math person, what hit me was that our goals are now multiplicative. We want them all and they are about fulfillment. And so when you think of just one career, no one career can achieve multiple goals per se. And so inevitably, We're also seeing this dynamic of people side hustling it. They're moving towards portfolio careers or they're moving towards a breadth of experiences that they're wanting to acquire. They might be taking this nonlinear path to take one job and then they completely flip to another one. It's because they want to continually grow and they see that by sampling in various areas That is incredibly fulfilling, but that could all lead to a way where they could bring that all together to create incredible impact, just like you too. Do you think, Connie, the pandemic in a way helped workers and employees articulate these goals towards their employers? What I believe the pandemic did was accelerate something that was already there. Which is that people want to be better, do better, and have an impact. Mm -hmm. That is driven by this fundamental shift in the workforce composition. So as I mentioned before, millennials and Gen Zs have fundamentally been about those things. They're actually, so the oldest is 41, If you fast forward that 10 years, they're going to be in all major leadership positions. That moment when I was paying attention to the statistics was the aha moment. And so inevitably that change is happening. They have been on this movement to make us aware that we have to be better. We have to 
do better. You even see this happening, not just in the products and services that are out today. Now, if we think about it, this green movement, the push for the business roundtable, for example, where they now have in their mission that business is not just about shareholder value. It needs to be about having a clear purpose that wasn't due to previous generations per se. I know I can speak to that. That's not what I grew up with. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Definitely not. It was the last right. thing that was of interest, actually. <laughs> exactly. But because they have brought to the forefront the need to be aware of our mental health, that connection of our mental health and our physical health to how we can optimize the work that we do. That to me was already there. It just hadn't hit that critical mass quite yet. And you were starting to see changes in how companies were operating. The fully remote company, that was already happening. Having worked in tech, I was already seeing it. It just wasn't a matter of priority. Because as you know, change for a person change for an organization is incredibly hard. So until you have a circumstance or the pandemic, which is forced change, you don't have the ability to operate the way that you used to. It forces you to innovate and look at solutions that are very different, but yet probably aligned to where things were going. It just would have taken much longer. It forces people to take that step back and say, wait, this is an option for me. They probably had considered it. They probably even asked for it, but it wasn't something that was open to them. It wasn't something that was going to be even made available because others couldn't see its potential. And Connie, as a result of your wonderful study, what are the three things you want companies, employers to learn from in order to be able to cater to these new values and needs and requirements driven by workers? Well, I think that gets back to understanding what does it take to ensure that you can make your employees, people, successful and invest in their career goals and their life goals. And one thing to note that was also in the study, I'm going to go back to your original question about what else did you know, I find in the study. And one of the core things that I wanted to answer the question was, what does it take to be successful? And success in this case was satisfaction with one's career progress. It wasn't money, it wasn't title, it wasn't power. It was feeling satisfied that you're moving towards whatever it is you set out to do. And what we found, and it seems so clear when you look at it, is it takes having a very clear plan of what it is you want to do and the people around you to get you to where you want to go. It's all about strategic planning for you. Planning, however, is the hardest thing to do when you think about building that strategic plan for a company. You now need to do that for yourself. 
but that requires you to say, what is it that I really want? And so often when we are moving so fast and as women, we, we are taking care of everyone else, we tend to think what we want may be just that, you know, that new job or maybe changing to a different role. But if we take a step back, what is it that we really want? Maybe it's really about finding that, that balance that we're looking for, that level of fulfillment. And when we ladder it up to that, that may change our strategies, our tactics, and the people we need to help us get there in a different way. So, so much of that, when you're clear on what it is you really, really want to do, then you can craft that roadmap to help you get there, but know that it's going to be an iterative approach, that this is a long game, but when you've got clarity, at least what you're trying to achieve, all those milestones along the way will give you that level of satisfaction that you're moving in the right direction. So what does that mean for a company? Well, a company should then work with their employees to help them craft that plan, to help them maybe even decipher what it is that they're looking to do. For those that are just starting out in their career, they have so much potential. And what they're looking to do is learn as much as possible. But you as a leader, your job should be to spot those trends, see where there is an incredible aptitude and talent for a certain area, understand who your employees are, not just as a worker, but as a person and learn their interests because you may be able to tie together themes that say, wait, based on what I know you do inside and outside of work, this particular role or skill will be a great area for you to continually build upon because we can see a mutual benefit to how your development of this skill could truly accelerate the outcomes of not only this team, this department, the organization, but that certainly could accelerate that individual's development too. So it comes down to the fundamental alignment of a company's strategic plan and translating that with your team to a individual's strategic plan. Because then what you're doing is you're aligning common missions common visions, common purposes, so that everybody can work forward together. Connie, that's absolutely great. It is truly relevant. And I really like how differentiated you were explaining to us also these only apparently contradicting or ambivalent goals that can be in aligned, in fact, and have to be aligned, if I understand you correctly, for that companies are also in the future truly successful. Absolutely. And I would also add that, again, this goes back to understanding the target audience. Your audience, they're people. Workers are people. We're humans, just like businesses have to understand the target audience that they're servicing so that they buy the products, the experiences that you're offering. Companies need to go back and understand who are the people that are going to be making up my company. They are the fuel. 
that help me move in the direction that I want to, whether it's the financial goals, but really it should be those broader goals of delivering impact. You need the right people to do so. And the, the workers of today want to align their personal purpose. They want to align their passions with the company. And so you have to actually understand that and meet in the middle. There's always trade-offs, but this is why you see that there can be a challenge to organizations finding the right talent or attracting the right talent because people are asking that question. What are you about? Does that align to my values? Do I believe in what you're doing? Does that fit me? And when you feel confident in what you are about as an organization, that is more than just those financial metrics. And as a business, of course, your goal is to have those financial outcomes. But when you know that it needs to be more than just that, because people are saying that's what they want in their life too, you will make different decisions. You will articulate what you're trying to do differently. Yes, I love your energy and you are truly a living your purpose, Connie. And you said we are all humans and that is so true. And that leads me to the last questions I'm asking each of my guests. Probably you might say, Christian, I have answered your question all the 30 minutes of our conversation already. <laughs> But Connie, what's the legacy you want to leave behind other than money? My legacy What's interesting is I've never really operated off of money necessarily. I thought that might have been it, but what was so interesting for me is to bridge the gap that commonly exists between people within themselves and bridge the gap between people and organizations such that we can come together with a shared understanding. I've always been that person who wants to get to the why behind the what. I guess because I've always been trying to answer it for myself. What makes me happy? What do I need to be successful? But my definition of success has evolved as I've gotten older, as I've matured, as I've had kids, as I've gotten to meet amazing people. And I recognize that so many of us Don't always take a step back to always see somebody else's perspective and have the necessary context such that we could put ourselves in their shoes. And so what I want to leave a legacy of is giving valuable data, insights, learnings, such that people can understand one another in a very objective way. So we can bridge the gap so that we can come together, so that we can create momentum collectively because with so much division, so much separation, I think, that we've started to feel, and also some of this is driven by that uncertainty we're all facing, Everyone wants to feel a sense of belonging, a feeling of connection, but the way we can connect with one another is to have a shared understanding. So if I can provide shared understanding grounded in data, 
that makes me very fulfilled because then I feel that I could make a difference to bring people together. Connie, thank you so much for sharing these truly, truly important, wise, relevant, and helpful thoughts of yours. Thank you so much for having been a guest on Before It's Too Late Today. Thank you so much, Christiane, for having me. I've, such an honor. I really enjoyed this profound conversation, and I hope you did too. For more episodes of Before It's Too Late, make sure to subscribe. If this episode spoke to you, consider sharing it with a friend or loved one you think might benefit from it. Thank you for listening.